I've been living in this country for six and a half years, and there's something that I still can't get, that I just, I don't know the rules of. It, it's, it's a cultural thing. Everyone around me knows the rules because they kind of grew here, or somehow they've been told, but I don't. And I need to get used to it, which is the rules on how to act in general, etiquette of being at the checkout at a supermarket. I'm talking about like putting your stuff on that conveyor belt thingy and then putting the 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 little the little piece that goes in between your groceries and someone else's groceries and what I still don't know the rules of and I'd appreciate if someone would send a, a voicemail to explain it to me is like what are the rules because in Portugal like what I'm used to is just like you put your stuff on the conveyor belt and then when the next person comes in it's kind of like their job to grab that little divider and put it on the conveyor belt for them to start putting their stuff on. And on top of that, when this happens, there's like, there's space. It's rude if you put the divider really close to someone else's groceries. But here, and I don't have a lot of experience to it, and I'll explain why in a second. Here, like, you're supposed to put the divider really close to the groceries, I think, but you're supposed to be the one to put the divider on. Like, you're supposed to tell, like, make sure everyone behind, the person behind you on the queue knows that you're done. Like, this is it, here's my divider, that's my groceries, and all that space is yours. And oh, by the way, I put this divider as close to the groceries as possible because I didn't want to take space away from you. Because somehow, that's important. I feel, I don't know a lot of this because I tend to always go to the self-checkout. I am a self-checkout guy. I'm, I'm a guy that will get his groceries and will make sure he boops it itself. Uh, Randy Feltface, one of my favorite stand-up comedians, has a great bit about uh, <laughs> people booping their own, booping us in, boop, you know, and it goes like, boop, that noise, boop, that's what I mean, I'm, I, that's what I do, I want to boop my own stuff, okay, I like that, but sometimes I go to supermarkets where there's no self-checkout machines, and you need to go to someone checking you out, and I don't know the rules, I would appreciate if someone would tell me the rules, can someone please tell me the rules? Welcome to the David Francisco Podcast. I hope you're doing great. Uh, it is a new edition of the podcast. It's been a few weeks since I've done a podcast here. Uh, and full disclosure, although I am not going to be talking to the chat here, I am doing this live on my YouTube channel. I am recording video of this, and I'm pretty sure that I'll put the video of this edition of the podcast on my YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber yet, youtube.com slash Francisco underscore one. We are on the, on the road to 1,000 and in the notes of the podcast, in the description of the podcast, you'll be able to find a link to my YouTube channel. That's uh, where you'll be able to see video of this special edition. I'm, I'm trying this out. See if it works. Maybe it won't. Like You'll definitely listen to this, but maybe I just didn't put it on the, on the YouTube channel because something went wrong and I couldn't make it work. But that's the idea. And also, I'm doing this live, right? Uh, I'm not going to be reading the, the chat while I'm recording the podcast here, but I'm doing this live. And uh, if you're watching this live, now I'm talking to people watching this live. If you're watching this live, I appreciate you being there. And I'm very much looking forward to you telling me what you thought of this. And uh, if this would be something that you'd do again. A bit of an experiment here today, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I just want to try it out and see what happens. Um, ahead of uh, a few ideas and things that I want to launch in the near future. 
Okay, what are we doing here today? Today, uh, later, I am going to be listening to your voicemail. Yes, voicemail is here on the podcast, finally. You guys have sent me a few messages uh, today. And I have one from two months ago that I never got around to, to listen to that I will today. I'm excited about those ones. I've listened to them already, uh, just so you know. So, like, I obviously screened them before I actually put them on the podcast. And they're really cool. They're, I'm very excited about what's going to be there. But first, I've had a very exciting last couple of weeks. All right. Last time we talked here on the podcast on that weekend, I was going to go to UKPW in Faversham. It was uh, on Halloween Day. 31st of October, for those of you who don't know when Halloween is, that's when it was, it's the 31st of October, and I had a match against Roy Johnson on Halloween, there's a lot of people that was like, um, doing face paint and body paints and doing some pretty cool stuff, I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a face paint guy, I'm not a wearing a costume guy, and uh, Roy wasn't you were gonna wear a costume either, so... Um, we decided to just do something different. What I did was I distributed some candies. I was uh, doing my interest, just throwing some candy around, including giving it to Roy Johnson, who looks like he hasn't eaten candy in three and a half years. My plan was to try and give him as much sugar as possible so that he would then have like a sugar crash and I would win because of that. That was my idea. That was my plan. It didn't go through, though. Uh, I haven't been very successful at UKPW, but it was very, very, very fun. Um, it was just like a different environment, and you'll see on that... No, that vlog is out. I put that vlog out. What am I talking about? Oh, the, oh didn't I? No, I didn't put that vlog out. But on that vlog... <laughs> I haven't put that vlog out yet, but it will come out soon. On that vlog, I talk about how the... Um, the, the audience that goes to UKPW is very different, for example, for the audience that I get on the, on the Purpose Wrestling shows. And that's always really exciting and I, I'm so happy how wrestling is transversal it transcends specific demographics and it reaches as many people as possible and that's pretty cool um, you'll be able to see that vlog pretty soon uh, on my YouTube channel once again link is in the description youtube.com slash underscore one the weekend after though was a really exciting weekend and that's another vlog I have that entire weekend and it's going to be one longer than normal vlog uh and um that was a very exciting weekend so here's my, here's what i did let me tell you exactly what i did i woke up at 3 30 in the morning on friday morning drove to luton got myself on a plane drove to paris where i was picked up from the airport and i got driven from the airport straight to the show in um uh, Gevez. Gevez. hope i'm saying this properly but it was like a five hour drive arrive at the venue Eventually, the show would start, do the show, finish the show, get myself back in the car, drive all the way back to Paris, arrive to the Paris airport at 5 o'clock in the morning, and get myself on a plane to Luton again, get myself in my car, spend like five minutes at home just changing clothes and changing bag and doing a little bit of like hygiene stuff and whatever, and picking people up to go to RefPro in Stevenage to, for the J-Cup, drive everyone around, go back home, finally sleep and wake up the next day, and be a, do my debut as a ref pro contender. That was a very exciting weekend. Cage matches are fun. Cage matches are very, very fun. I was my, uh, it technically wasn't my first cage match ever. It was my second. Years and years ago, in Portugal, there was a circus promoter who was promoting wrestling in the circuit's environment. So he would like grab his tent and with all the production. And we'd, we would go city to city 
and just basically like put on a wrestling show with the circus principles, right? Uh, he would do all the marketing, he would take care of everything, people would come in the tent, and he would uh, do. we would do the wrestling shows there. He didn't sell a lot when he was in the tent. Funny enough, on cities that he couldn't use the tent, and he was forced to use the, like, the... the the venue, the closest thing to a venue or the actual venue they would have for shows like ours, uh, it um, it worked. <laughs> like, it sold way better than when it wasn't inside the tent. But anyways, there was a day when I was wrestling and basically I ended up wrestling in a cage match, which actually was the cage they used to put around the circus circle to when they would have animals. So imagine, like, it's the circus tent, which has the circus circle and the people are sitting outside of it right and there's when you're going to bring animals out there are um there's a cage there to make sure that the animals don't jump in the crowd and that cage was the cage i was using that cage match it was more like a hell in a cell with no ceiling it had a door though that was my technique, my first cage match. But my actual proper cage match, as in cage being right next to the ropes as people think of what a cage match is, is that was my first one. It was so fun. So fu Brutal. Brutal, don't get me wrong. Ridiculously brutal. But so fun. I want to do more. Please, someone put me in cage matches because I want to do more. Logistically, they're really hard. I get it. Like It's not like you can just put a cage out. Like People have cages to go around the ring. But it was the best. Ah, oh, I had the time of my life. It was great. <laughs> and um, that was really cool. And it's kind of like, for those who don't know what we're doing in Ricks, it was like the end of a, um, a story we were telling a Ricks a little bit. Uh, on the first show ever, Ricks' first show ever, the main event was David Francisco versus Tristan Archer. Tristan Archer, also known as Clement Petio. Uh, you may have known him from uh, places like... Um, the Cruiserweight Classic, the WWE Cruiserweight Classic, or I presume recently and pretty soon the NXT UK. Yeah, big star. I beat him. I beat him on the first show, on the first Rick's show. And uh, he's been wanting to get at me ever since. And uh, the, he finally did. He got me in a cage uh, on uh, episode 4, the fifth show, the fifth big show that Rick's uh, did. Uh, there was another great moment there on that show where I grabbed the title. I revealed the Ricks Championship, even though they didn't want me to reveal the Ricks Championship, but I did because I'm David Francisco. I do whatever I want. Great to see, like, good friends from France, and uh, that show is going to be available on their um, on-demand service. I believe it's in Vimeo. Just look for Ricks, R-I-X-E, um, the website and their social media, and I'm sure you'll be able to see all exactly where you can find the, the details to watch that show and all the other shows and matches that I had. I'm very excited about seeing that match back. That was great. It was ridiculously fun. I had the time of my life. Trust me. Even though with all that traveling and everything, I had the time of my life. Um, they're, uh, they're, so like, their service stations, which is basically what I saw when I was traveling, right, are a bit different from what they are here. Um, everything is, like, open and, and there's a lot of uh, BP especially. Can I say BP? Is that endorsing a brand i don't think so i think it's fine and um and their supermarkets like i'm still freaked out with their supermarkets and the way that like the, the stuff that they have there all right and, and just in general the stuff they sell there's so many carbs ask jordan saeed he will tell you he was complaining about it i'm gonna get him to send a voicemail about this just just all they eat is 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 flour and butter you know i had a i had sushi though there's like there's sushi in every supermarket and uh salmon and cream cheese sushi it's the best I love it. I uh, I lived I lived off of that. Um, 
with no sleep or kind of a little bit of sleep. I guess I had a nap in uh, in a few places, including the Terminal 2B of the Charles, Le, Charles, Charles de Gaulle. I think I'm saying this properly. Airport in Paris. That specific like terminal, like it's it's after you show your passport. It's where you're waiting. It's the gates basically where you're waiting for the the plane. It's the nicest, the absolute nicest waiting area that I've ever been. They had, you're going to see it. I'm going to put it in this on the vlog and it's, there's footage of this on the vlog. But maybe some of you have seen it on the Instagram stories while, while this was happening. Like, there was like, it was like beautifully decorated, actually comfort, for comfortable seating and tables to, to eat and tables to work on. There was like workstations. There was like recliners, which is where I had my nap while I was hugging my bags. <laughs> and... Uh, it was just the absolute best. There was um, they, it wasn't they weren't doing it because obviously because of the pandemic and the virus and everything. But um, there was uh, PS4 gaming stations, which I wouldn't play because I think the only games they had there was FIFA. They took away the remote controllers because like the pandemic. They still thinking of that. Um, and there was something else that I really liked there as well. That isn't a bit unusual. Oh, um, like uh, um, I forgot how you say it in in English, but it's like um, you know, like football. Table football, you know, or like two people in each side are playing, or like they're, they're holding handles and just making the, the small figures, like kind of like playing football. Um, I forgot the name of it, but we call it matraquilhos in Portuguese. In Portuguese, it's matraquilhos, which it's definitely not a, <laughs> it's definitely not an English word. But it, that was that was like that was some like a big highlight of my entire weekend was that specific terminal. If you get a chance to. Just fly to powers just so you can visit that specific uh, terminal. Fuzzball. Ooh, fuzzball. That's the word. Thanks to, to my chat listening to this live. They, they were able to tell me what it is. Fuzzball. Yeah, there was like fuzzball there. And I think it was free. It was the best terminal. Honestly, I loved it. Loved it. It was great. And then I flew back. As I said, I got in my car. I came to London. Picked some people up, picked uh, Michael Oku, the OGMO, and Connor Mills up, and we drove to Stevenage. And uh, I was able to be there for the British J Cup. Already kind of doing my contender duties, but not officially doing my contender duties. And that venue there in Stevenage is beautiful. What a beautiful venue. I was so impressed when I got there. Um, obviously, production was already up. Things were like... Things are already all up, and that was such a beautiful venue. Honestly, what an ah oh, man! It was like I am very much looking forward to one day wrestle in that venue, in front of that crowd as well. Really like nice crowd, big as well, like seven hundred people. I think I I'm I'm kind of like I don't know official numbers, but I think that was the number that was being thrown around, and and uh, they saw Speedball Mike Bailey win the, the J Cup. It's pretty cool. I had a lot of fun, and then I slept as much as I could. And the next day, it was time for Ref Pro at the 229. And David Francisco debuted. Debuted? Debuted. Debuted. <laughs> Can't speak this language, guys. David Francisco debuted for Ref Pro as a contender, as a part of the contenders division. This was actually something that has been on the works for a while, for a few months now. And um, I don't want to reveal too much. I don't think it's on me to reveal, but um, let's just say. It was supposed to happen earlier, but due to circumstances, it didn't. 
Uh, it's one of the reasons why I've been on RefPro shows a lot, or at least at, not on, at. That's the right term. My prepositions are horrible, I'm sorry. It's one of the reasons why I've been at RefPro shows a lot. Um, if you see the, the last... Um, the last Your Call show, I'm there, uh, Ringside, for example, and, and yeah, I'm a contender, I'm very excited about that, I think it's such a great thing, and uh, the show is out now, that show my, with my first match is out now, on the RefPro streaming service, rpwondemand.com, uh, it, it's not the match that I'm the most proud of, but it was such a great experience, I'm so happy to be able to do it, and I'm very much looking forward to the future, you know, being a contender is a process. It's basically growing up in front of the RefPro audience for months and months and months. And I am so excited about the prospects of that process and where it's taking me. And I am very happy to be a RefPro contender. It's also a very good thing because it's kind of the last step in cleaning up the stench of what I was doing before. In, uh, <laughs> as I've said it several times, in cleaning up the fantastic... Fantastic. That's the word. In cleaning up the fantastic. And it's a new presentation. It gives me a chance to rebuild myself in front of a very big audience for the biggest indie promotion in the UK. And I'm pretty excited about it. Very, very excited about it. Uh, excited to see what the future holds. Uh, I don't have... I don't know yet when I'm next going to have a match at a RefPro show, but I will be there at all the RefPro events doing my contender duties. And it was great. It was also pretty good. Like, one of the, my favorite things about that is that my first interaction in a RefPro ring was against the legend Doug Williams. It's literally the first thing that happens. Ding, ding, ding. There I am in the ring with Doug Williams. We wrestle a little bit. He out-wrestles me because, of course, he does. He's Doug Williams. And it's... It's like... It, it, it's already a win. It's already a victory. It's already something that I can say happened. And makes me very excited that it did. It's just... It's, it's a bit surreal, you know? Like, at the end of the day... At the end of the day... I am... Just a kid from Portugal who moved a thousand miles away from home to live a dream, I guess. And the fact that I've been done, I've done all the stuff that I've done already and that there's so much still to do, it's just, it's just very exciting. It's very exciting. And I hope that you join me on that journey as you've been joining in all the other journeys. And I'll bring the details here to the, to the, to the podcast. I'll, uh, I'll bring you the scoops. I'll bring you the scoops. Shout out to um, Brendan White, who was also on that match. That team, the Doug and Brendan, is a very good team, and I think Brendan is benefiting so much from being with Doug. Uh, it's like he 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 was a contender before me. He know what it's like to be on my shoes, and he's now he's gr still growing in front of everyone's eyes, just under Doug's tutelage. It's it's great, such a nice thing, and uh, so happy um, to be able to to see him there. And to be able to have that match with him. Afterwards, after the match, we were going to get a little bit of an interview time because I'm David Francisco and I will take all the opportunities I can to speak on the microphone. Of course I will. But we got interrupted. We got interrupted by some a couple of dorks in a dorky jacket saying some dorky things with their dorky haircuts. Sean Jackson and Ken Halfpenny. 
decided to uh, to bully the contenders. But uh, <laughs> you can't bully David Francisco. That's going to be fun. I am just imagining the kind of stuff that we're going to do together. And I think that's a, it's such a nice way of being able to have something to 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 grasp in the, in the, in Ref Pro and be able to to like be in the ring with them and work with them. I think there's going to be such cool moments we're going to be able to create and tell great stories. I am very excited about the future as you can tell. And and this is just like step 1 on a lot of steps that are coming. Speaking of the future, before we go into the voice notes, you're probably going to the voicemail. So I keep going back and forth between voicemail and voice notes, but I think I want to call it voicemail. Before we hear what's on the voicemail, uh, just quickly let me run through my upcoming appearances. A week from today, if you're watching this on the Thursday that it's coming out, FNW, so on Thursday, 25th of November, Fight Nation in Eastbourne, Dave Francisco will face Damon Moser. It's the third time. Third time? Second time? Third time. Okay, so my first match ever in the Progress streaming service has been was against Damon Moser. Endeavor 13, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Endeavor 11, something like that. One of those endeavors. I debuted for Progress outside of the student shows that they did. I proper debuted for prog Progress against Damon Moser. He kneed um, me in the face and I bleed out of my nose. He gave me a nosebleed. <laughs> and I think... No, yes, we had did have a second match on Freedom's Road. At the Dome. We had another match. And uh, he was injured at first. So I had to, like... Damon Moser had a boo-boo and had another match. And this is the third match. He's in a, in a role at Fight Nation. With a uh, streak. A winning streak. But now, finally, he's got a challenger. So, I don't think the other two wins kind of counted, because they were handed to them. This is Thursday, 25th of November, next week, this Thursday, in Eastbourne. Come out and check it out. This Saturday after, Saturday the 22nd of November, I'll be in Falconwood. I'm going to team with Ava White against Teams with Attitude, straight out of Falconwood, a show that is sold out. The show is sold out for UKPW, you cannot... Come and watch the show. You're going to have to wait until the show goes on their YouTube channel. I'm so excited about that show. It's really cool that the show is sold out. UKPW has been growing a lot, and I'm very happy that I'm part of their shows. Sold out, though. So, too bad you lost. Speaking of sold out, Purpose Wrestling on Friday, 10th of December. Let's just say that uh, tickets availability is limited. So, if you want to join us, if you're thinking of joining us but you haven't got any ticket yet, then you better do it uh, quickly. Front row has already sold out, and there isn't a lot of availability on other tickets. So, make sure you get yours before it's too late. It's in Wimbledon, at the Merton Arts Space. It's wrestling in a library. David Francisco will team with Nino Bryan, Jordan Brakes, and Doug Williams against Destination Everywhere, the OJMO. Connor Mills and the NIC. It's going to be a crazy four-on-four -four tag team match after their this despicable attack at the end of Under the Storm. They want to they want to kind of play mind games and they want to think that they're they want to intimidate the locker room. Well, the locker room won't be intimidated. It's going to be very exciting. Also announced already, 
Billy Hayes versus Nico Angelo. I want to make sure that I... Because I know the full card. I'm thinking about the ones that have been announced already. <laughs> Billy Hayes versus Nico Angelo. That match is going to be a banger. That match is going to be incredible. I think, like, people do not sleep on Billy Hayes versus Nico Angelo. These guys lived together for years. They trained together, but they never had a singles match, if I'm not mistaken. This is their chance to finally pull out the stuff that they've been working on all this time. You do not want to lose that match. Trust me. Also announced uh, today, Kira Kamira versus Laura DiMatteo. The women's division is on fire. And I feel like we announced a fourth match. That's that match. There's that match. There's got to be one more match that we announced that I'm not thinking of. But anyways, check out PurposeWrestling.com slash forever. That's where you can get your tickets and uh, all the information about the show is there. And there's one more show to talk about. It's the next day, South London Wrestling on Saturday, 11th of December in Surbiton. Dave Francisco in a singles match against the OJMO. It's for a good cause. All procedures of that show are going to go to the Red Cross. So if you want to come and join us, if you're in London, South London, Southeast London, if you're close to Surbiton and you want to check out a very good show, South uh, London Wrestling. Check them out on Instagram as well if you want to see the rest of the card there. Really quickly, Ref Pro Dates, I'm going to be there at those shows. Uh, I'm not going to be there on the Saturday one, though, in Huntington. Double header on the 18th of November, but I'll be the next day at your call on the 19th of November. And also, 5th of December, return of uh, Ref Pro to the 229. And then on the 12th of December, Southampton. Uh, it's going to be the the next few dates for Ref Pro, and I'll be there at the majority of these shows. I won't be at the Huntington ones. The match that we announced already was the first match announced that I forgot about, obvi obviously. It was Rex and RJ. Oh, Rex and RJ. There's too many Js in this match. Rex and JJ. Rex Samsung and JJ Lynch against Jordan Saeed and RJ Singh. Also, before I go into the voicemail, if you want to support the cause, there's new merch. DaveFrancisco.net slash merch is where you can get your t-shirts with the FRN logo, your Pepsi t-shirts, your uh, FRN hoodies, and more. Make sure you check it out. It's the best way to support me right now. Get some merch. Show some love. Let's listen to some voicemails. We got four voicemails here today from four people that have sent in those voicemails. I appreciate you guys doing so. And uh, the first one is a voicemail that actually was sent the first time that I did voicemails a couple of months ago when I was trialing it out. And I didn't get around to listen to it because it was at the same time as I was live, but eventually it was sent. It was a very nice message. So I'm gonna start with that one. Hello, David, this is Curtis here. How are you doing? For starters, I've been enjoying some of your recent videos that you put on your YouTube channel, and I've even been checking out some of the things you've been doing with Purpose Wrestling online. Also, great interview that you did with uh, the Wrestling's podcast. Big up the Wrestling's crew every single time. Now, I had a couple of questions for you, David. First question is, what are your favorite pieces of wrestling merch that you've bought? And the second question is, what are some movies that you would recommend that were created by Portuguese filmmakers? I would ask you those couple questions. You have a great day. Big up, Curtis. Thanks for your voicemail. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to hear from you. 
Um, I'm sorry it took me a while to get to this voice note, but I hope you... you I'm a busy man. <laughs> I'm very busy. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm making plans and steps to try and be able to dedicate a bit more time to people like you who are really paying attention, are really following uh, what I'm doing and showing so much support. Uh, the fact that you got uh, took time out of it to send this uh, nice message is very good, and, and you've shown other ways of showing support, including getting a lot of merch, so I really appreciate it. There's a, a vlog I did recently where I sent merch to the United States. It was to Curtis. This is the first time I listened to Curtis' voice and I appreciate your support, Curtis. Thank you so much. A uh, couple of questions there. The pieces of merch that I own, I actually don't own a lot of merch. I haven't bought a lot of merch because uh, I personally am not someone that tends to... Um, want to own items like that. I feel like merch is, sure, like you want to like, it can maybe be cool and you want to wear it, but also it's a bit of collector's items as well, right? And you want to show that support. And I have other ways of, of, of showing support. I don't, I don't know, I'm not like a guy for like, that runs into, gets tons of t-shirts and stuff. A lot of the t-shirts that I have, they were given to me. So I actually had to think about that a little bit. Um, my most, put it this way, I didn't pay for it because... In another life, years and years ago, I was WWE's commentator for Eurosport in Portugal. I commentated the WWE programming in Portugal. And um, and uh, uh, they, when, when WWE went to Portugal for a show, they gave us a few pieces of merch for us to do a contest and just like give them out to the people watching the show. And they gave a few extra ones that were for me. And I got a yes, 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 Daniel Bryan... Um, What's the word? Like, that the wine color. Um, ah, what's the name of that color? Can't speak this language. But I got that shirt that I still have there. I'm looking at where it is right now, the draw. And next to it is the gray CM Punk best in the world. I never got my hands on the white one. The white that he wore uh, on that uh, day in Chicago against John Cena. But the one he's, he, he put out afterwards, the gray one. I got the gray one. And for a very long time, those were my favorites. Those were my, my most prized uh, possessions. Burgundy. Am I saying... <laughs> you guys just want me to listen to me saying Burgundy very badly. I can't say that word. How do you say Brun? I need to let's do, let's play the Dave Francisco checks how to say a word game. Burgundy, Burgundy. Okay, <laughs> I was putting the emphasis on the wrong and the wrong syllable. Burgundy. All right, cool, 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 cool. Burgundy. <laughs> um, yeah, I had the Burgundy shirt, the Burgundy S S S shirt. Um, stuff that I bought. I bought. Um, the British Strong Style black on black shirts um, for, at the time they, they put it out for Black Lives Matter. I really have to think about this one because mo a lot of the merch that I got was just uh, given to me as a, as a gift. Just like I also have gifted uh, pieces of merch to other people. Uh, that's a hard question. But yeah, that's a few of the ones that stand out to me. Um, the second question. Uh, some Portuguese filmmakers that I can recommend to you. Yes, one of my best friends is actually a Portuguese filmmaker. And I really like one of the movies that he made, which is called Offline. I am not sure where you'll be able to see it in the United States. I know that it's available for free on the um, uh, the, the public television, like uh, uh, PBS. We would match PBS in Portugal. It's RTP Play. And I know it's available on their platform. So maybe, I'm sure you can... Uh, You'll be able to access it from the United States, right? Just go to RTP Play and search for offline, or just search for offline 
movie PT, I don't know. And you'll be able to see that movie uh, made by him uh, with the help of the, the public uh, television in Portugal. And it's a very nice movie. It's a fun one. Actually, everyone can watch it. That's my recommendation to you. Thanks for your voice notes, Curtis. Let's go for the next one. David Francisco. This is Benjamin Black, also known as Britain's last warrior. A beast of a man, muscled to spare, all around brick shithouse. And I have one question for you, David Francisco. One very, very important question. One question that will define you as a man. One question that will define you as a pro wrestler, one question that will define the very entity of your spirit. I am talking, of course, about what is the best Ben and Jerry's flavor? Oh, Ben, you're talking to my heart here. Benjamin Black is a, um, a ref pro. Uh, it's between trainee and show ready. He's been doing some shows for uh, at the ref pro uh, contender shows. And you can follow him on Instagram, Benjamin Black. Black PW, if I'm not mistaken, where you'll be able to see his crazy cheat days where he eats everything and he still looks jacked as hell. How do you do it, Benjamin Black? Tell me your secret. Anyway, so answer your question. The best Ben and Jerry's flavor. There was a big period of my life where I was, uh, I was, I couldn't decide between two flavors. I couldn't decide between cookie dough, and chocolate brownie. And then I moved to the UK. And here in the UK, you have something that they don't have in Portugal. Here in the UK, Ben & Jerry's has decided to grab cookie dough and chocolate brownie and mix them together in one pot of ice cream and in one special flavor called half-baked. And my favorite Ben & Jerry's flavor is half-baked. Not half-baked, whatever that means. Can't speak this language, we've been through this already. Half-baked. That's what it is, Ben. That's my answer. And you know I'm right. You all know I'm right. Hello, David Francisco. It's Rex motherfucking Armstrong here. Um, my question to you is, with it being nearly the end of 2021 what has been some of your favorite moments i'm talking what was your favorite moment in wrestling both for you and the wrestling that you watch what was your favorite album what was your favorite film what was your favorite book <laughs> who am i kidding you can't read but yeah let me know man thanks for your voicemail rex motherfucking armstrong he's gonna team with uh, jj motherfucking lynch and uh, to face RJ motherfucking sing and Jordan motherfucking say can I swear like this on the live stream I hope I can that's a load of questions there's a lot of answers that could be there and I appreciate you sending them in I'm gonna give you three answers it doesn't cover everything you said but it's like the, the few things that came to mind right what I liked in 2021 as a fan I am as a fan I am ridiculously invested in Hangman Admin Page's road to the AEW Championship. Ridiculously, like, Adam Page may be my favorite wrestler right now. 
I am so invested. Like the, the fan, the wrestling fan in me is enamored by that wrestler and absolutely, I'm going to say it again, invested in the story that I've been telling so far. Um, this morning, I was able to catch up on, on Dynamite and I am so invested in everything that Adam Page and, Daniel, and Brian Danielson did. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to, I don't know, like he, I am, I am, they, they got me hooked. They got me hooked, and it's been one of the things in 2021 that I've followed very closely and very, very invested in that. Album. I'm not sure if it will be, like, the number one choice. I would, like, I would have to, like, make compare and see which one would be the most surprising one. But it is the one that comes to mind when we talk about this, so maybe it might actually be the number one. And uh, I don't think this is your style, but the vocalist of the Wombats... I think I'm saying it properly now. I had to learn how to say wombats because I used to say wombats. The vocalist of the of the wombats had started a he, he probably started it before, but I think I only found out about it and discovered in 2021 a like a project by himself called Love Fame Tragedy, and he put a few singles out and eventually later, like a few months ago, he put an actual album out, and I love it. Like it's 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 my jam. <laughs> it's it like it's it's great it, I, there's there's it's the type of music that i'm very interested in like it's 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 filled it's rich you know i've i've compared my taste in music with soup where i like my soup to be filled to be rich in stuff right i don't like creams i like when which is a very portuguese thing when you have like soup with with like stuff right with with cabbage and, and, and onions and, and carrots you can kind of like actually like chew it a little bit that's, that's that's how i like my soup and that's how i like my music right and he when it comes to like instruments and melodies and putting them together in the the indie music framework uh, along with his voice it's just like and a little bit of nonsensical lyrics which i'm fine with that because i don't listen to music for the lyrics i'm you got me it's great books I don't read because I don't really like to read, even though I am reading a book right now because I don't have the audiobook, but I listen to tons of audiobooks. I listen to a lot of how audiobooks. And um and the there's a the latest audiobook that I listen to is called The Practice by Seth Godin. And honestly, it's a book that every professional wrestler Every professional wrestler should listen to or read. Like, obviously, I'll listen to them, but I know people will read. The Practice by Seth Godin. And this extends to any creative person, right? If you do any sort of creative work, and creative work is work where you decide what you do instead of people telling you what you do. So, teachers, leaders, it doesn't have to be artists, right? Artists, leaders, teachers, like anything like that. That book is very good. Seth Godin in general is is great. That book is very good, and it's a book that every single professional wrestler should read or listen to. So those are a few of the recommendations that I have there. Thanks for your voice note. Let's go for the last voice note. Okay, hello, David Francisco. I think this is a real cool feature. Um, I haven't really got a rant, but I wanted to use this feature. So instead, I'm going to play Salt and Peppers, push it real good, and read out the lyrics to you. Let's see if this works. Yeah, here we go. 
Baby, baby. Ooh, so you get the point. This is the song. I can't, you can't see me. I keep dancing. Anyway, I'm going to leave you here, David. We're like a minute in. You've probably been DMCA claimed by now. It's a good song, though, isn't it? Push it real good! <laughs> ah, yeah. I knew it was coming. And it still got me. It's, it's, I don't know if it's the, 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 the slight veil of cringe it's involved in. I don't know if it's the incredible ending, because the ending is great. <laughs> Just the, the abrupt cut. <sighs> what a way to end this podcast on. And end these voice modes on. Shape person, everybody. <laughs> you can follow him. He streams on, twi on Twitch. Remember Twitch? He streams on Twitch, SP Purser, and uh, you can also follow him on uh, Twitter and Instagram, SP Purser as well. That was... <laughs> if you like that voice mode, which you should, you will like his streams. Uh, he watches a lot of wrestling, and he's very fun. <laughs> thanks for your voicemail, Shay. And thanks, everyone, for your voicemail. If you guys want to send voicemails and you want me to listen to them here on the podcast, I would love to. And I don't care what it is about. Just just, just do it. Just do it. As you, could, as you could see, like, there was questions, there was rants, there was whatever. It's just like, whatever. I don't care. Here's your, like, come do a, the podcast with me. It's basically you guys doing the podcast with me. DavidFrancisco.net and uh, ah, let me do this again. DavidFrancisco.net slash voicemail is where you can send me your voicemails. And next week I'll be here to listen to your voicemails. This was a bit of an experiment. I feel like they ended up being a bit longer than I expected, but I'm going to continue to do this. I appreciate listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next time. Cool? Cool.